Introducing the new way to play daily fantasy with Jock Market. That's Jock M-K-T. Jock Market is where daily fantasy sports becomes a stock exchange. Buy and sell shares of players with other users in real time. Make money every hour, every minute, every second of every game. The NFL is now live. You can also jump into the NBA and PGA contests. Take control of your fantasy sports experience and download Jock Market now in the App Store. The Android's coming soon. Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It's a Thursday edition. We love it. You love it. We all love each other. Jake Seeley's in the house. Oh, I didn't know. And, <laughs> Was that my quiet. introduction? Very quiet, apparently. All right. <laughs> I think, like, Eric, you tell me. Did that sound like an introduction or did it sound like Jake Seeley's in the house and then he was going to say something about you? Well, you, you know what? Once Nando had that dramatic pause, I'm like, I think he's trying to cue Jake to speak. That that, that was my take. But Jake. once you yeah, found yeah. the pause, exactly, it wasn't initially. You didn't. <laughs> he were on the same. Shut up, Nando. There's not going to be. Beller could cut the pause out, <laughs> or maybe not. Actually, I guess you got to keep it in now because you've referenced it. Eric Moody's here. <laughs> All right, Eric Moody is in the house, uh, fully caffeinated, you know, ready to rock and roll. You know what? I did have a chance to finally get around to watching uh, the boys uh, season two highly recommend it so i'm only two episodes in so i've got some catching up to do it's great oh wait till episode three. Oh, okay all right <laughs> why <laughs> because you get uh, i don't know jake are you watching it i am i still i think it's it's a little much but i, I still watch it what i don't remember why episode three like be coy I'm about it t- i can't tell you now no i know uh, but you could be you learn stuff about a character uh, I guess so. Yeah. All right, Jake. All right. Well, okay. Anyway, All let's right. come on. Check out the boys. Check out Ted Lasso too. Uh, <laughs> let's get into it. So last week we did the vault. I thought it was fun and it was a very good way to get some information relayed to people about players without, you know, let's talk about Naheem Hines. So uh, we're gonna add some context again. We're gonna do it again because last week we had the the slimmest margin of victory I think you'll see all season in the vault. Moody nine. Jake, 10. And here was what the, the decider was a Melvin Gordon fumble. We had an over-under Melvin Gordon, 15.5 fantasy points. Moody said over. Jake said under. He had 78 rushing yards, which is seven points. Three receptions, which is another three in a PPR, so that's 10. And a touchdown, which gave him 16 points. And then he fumbled. So that was your 14-point Melvin Gordon day, swung by a stupid fumble. Hey, well, it shouldn't be swung by a fumble because we should be doing half PPR anyway. Full PPR is garbage and trash and ridiculous. Sorry, Jake. I make the rules. <laughs> Whatever. No you're playing court. wrong. You're playing wrong. There's no home court. Uh, before we get into this week's vault, and also we're going to have some difficult decisions, which is I enjoy. You get three choices. You have to choose one. None of them are fun uh, or especially interesting. Uh, before we get into this, I read a very interesting thing this morning which I guess has been floating around for a couple days, but I wanted to get your opinion on it because I think it's very, very important. Um, you know, new coaching regime for the Giants. Tiki Barber, he wasn't really crapping on Saquon Barkley. He was just observing that he's not good in pass protection. And he went in on it on the, on the well, I want to shout him out. It's the Tiki and Tyranny show on CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network. Uh, Saquon Barkley might not be in every down back, Barber said. He cannot pass protect. It's starting to become glaring. We see him diving on the ground. It's going to be a liability. People see it now. It's on tape. It's going to come out. Watch him over the last couple of years. He doesn't want to block. If you can't block, you can't be on the field on third down. And look, we, I mean, we talk about this a lot in fantasy about backs who can't. Uh, who was the Ronnie Hillman, right? It was Ronnie Hillman for the Broncos who was supposed to be this amazing. I think people would draft him in the first round that year. And it came out like just after the first few weeks when he wasn't playing. And it was, man, who was, who was the guy who basically came out of retirement? to steal his job that year. Uh, I wasn't going to say retirement. We actually have a more recent case of where this happened. But go no, ahead. Sean Moreno. No. I mean, oh, oh, yeah. No, Sean Moreno. Yeah, the one that came out of retirement. Yeah. But continue. Yeah, well, I mean, and then I'll tell retired. you what, what it's recently happened. Go ahead. Well, uh, you can go ahead. Basically, the point is, should we concern ourselves with this? Uh, or is this just Tiki Barber? I mean, I don't think he was doing it for attention. Uh, I think he was actually observing the game and seeing things. You know, Maybe Joe Judge is 
take things a little differently. If you can't pass protect, maybe you're not going to play. He's a tough coach. Uh, Jakey, what do you think? What were you going to say? Uh, well, for one, I was going to say, I'm not that worried about it. It, was, it might be slightly concerning. Maybe you see Deion Lewis or Wayne Gallman spell him for a few snaps, but it's not going to be enough for the fact that they need him in the passing game. I mean, he was lining up on the line of scrimmage because of how miserable their run game was, and his blocking's not going to help the run game. So that's just it's the offensive line is trash. The person I was going to reference was Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones coming out of college, and especially his first year, the reason he wasn't initially getting work is because he could not pass protect, and he got definitively better very quickly within one year. And I'm not saying that that's going to happen for Barkley, but it can happen. I mean, the running backs can learn, especially with Bay- Barkley has the size and the legs to get better, similar to Aaron Jones, and even more so than Aaron Jones. But uh, that's what I was going to reference is Aaron Jones just a few years ago, before he was a thing, the problem was why he wasn't getting touches is because they didn't trust him on third down. Yeah, but Moody, uh, say, I guess kind of the difference is we've seen Saquon Barkley have an amazing season. Uh, and it's usually when you see the, the, the pass pro issues, it's, it's you know these guys who come out early, they can't pass protect, and they kind of fizzle out before they even start. Saquon Barkley's had two incredible seasons. He's the number two or number one, depending on who you talk to, overall fantasy pick, and now we're just like, oh, Maybe Joe Judge isn't going to play him because he can't pass protect all of a sudden. Is that does that sound crazy, or is this something that that we should really like be like, oh no, <laughs> uh oh? And I, I do agree with Jake because this does sound crazy, you know, considering how high you know the Giants drafted uh, Saquon, and then you look at you know his fantasy point production on a per game basis. I'm like, you know, the guy's a monster. And then another thing too, I'm like, he's a young back. I'm like, running backs continue to improve, you know, each and every season. And I could see, I guess, why, you know, Tiki Barber, you know, would say something like that. But, you know, he's got a lot of off the field things going on. And, you know, he's had some salty comments over the years. So I'm not, you know, I, I could really care less on what, what he says. But I think he may even be looking at like Deion Lewis, too, you know, who's, I guess, widely praised, like for his pass protection. You know, I know Bill Belichick loved him. And then if you look at like pro football focus, like with all their analytics, I'm like, he grades out well in that aspect, but you know, he's not going to take touches away from Barkley. That's the bottom line. I just, just want to make sure like that seemed like something glaring that we needed to talk about outside of these silly games, you know? <laughs> well, there you go. As long as, as long as you guys don't care. All right. Yep. Whatever. Joe judge doesn't scare you. Like he scares me. Okay. <laughs> Let's get to the vault. Jake, you ready? Yeah. Trade me Saquon Barkley then. I bet you people are willing to trade Saquon Barkley for Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised about that, actually. <laughs> I think some people I, would do that. I bet you that, I mean, uh, Vaccaro wrote a glowing Jonathan Taylor piece today. He well, the question he, was, Jonathan a, Taylor was never about talent. It was just about opportunity. That's what he said. And he said he would be his RB9, and he would be a first-round pick right now if he redrafted today. He, I'd say at the very end of the first round, absolutely. He would have been in the conversation with, I'd say, the Eckler, Mixon, Nick Chubb range, and you probably felt better than Nick Chubb given that split. So, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Moody, you agree? Yeah, yeah, I do agree. Yeah, that was the only thing that was holding him back. You know, as Jake mentioned, you know, really with the opportunity. And, you know, with Marlon Mack, you know, out of the way, unfortunately, with that injury. It's tough for him being in a contract year, but yeah, yeah, he he would have been a uh, top ten guy. All right, you know what? Let's start out with the uh, a question that's somewhat related, to Jonathan Taylor. Then in the vault, we're opening up the vault. Here we go. Who has more receptions in week two, Naheem Hines or AJ Green? Uh, Jake, I'm going to let you go first, so we don't have to hear about it later. Oh, sure, uh, I'll go with AJ Green for two reasons. One is Joe Burrow went after him a lot and that's kind of telling for a couple of reasons I know Tyler Boyd kind of had a bad matchup in week one but at the same time AJ Green missed a lot of practice in preseason quote-unquote and he still went to AJ Green because AJ Green is AJ Green so I think that Burrow in the first game going his way was kind of telling this is the second part a very easy matchup the Browns defense is miserable I'm not going to be surprised if Tyler Boyd has a bounce back game and I'm trying to buy him in all my leagues but that being said I love Hines but uh, with Jonathan Taylor and the full workload and how much passing game work he saw, I just don't feel like, you know, I love him. You know, I have Hines everywhere, but if you're going to tell me receptions, I'll give this. You've never uh, mentioned that. No, yeah, I never mentioned it. Uh, I'll give the <laughs> slight edge to, I'll give the slight edge to AJ Green. Slight. Is that like eight to seven? Is that the slight edge? Uh, I was actually thinking seven to six in my head. <laughs> All right. Nice. All right. We're in the same area. Uh, Eric Moody, how about you? Naheem Hines or AJ Green with more receptions in week two? 
Yeah, I'm going with Hines here. I'm like, you know, <laughs> Hines had a had a heck of a game, you know, caught all eight of his targets for 45 yards and a touchdown in week one. Uh, one thing with the Colts, I think as many of our listeners know, I know Jake knows this, is that, you know, the running backs, you know, recorded like a 37% target share. Phillip Rivers, you know, targeted the Chargers backfield last year at the league's the highest rate. So he loves his running backs, love, loves peppering them. And, uh, you know, Frank Reich, you know, he did mention uh, publicly uh you know, post, you know, Marlon Mack's, you know, season ending injury, you know, uh, in the media that I'm like, Hines is still going to be heavily involved alongside like Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I do like how Jake mentioned with AJ Green, you know, how he was being aggressively targeted. Like he caught, you know, five, uh, five of nine targets for 51 yards, I believe, against the uh, Chargers tough secondary. I guess my biggest concern with Green really comes down to Joe Burrow. I'm like the, the Bengals offense, they only generated you know, a little bit under 300 yards of total offense, but the offensive line, you know, continues to be a problem. You know, that unit allowed three sacks just from watching Burrow, you know, in that game. I'm like, he struggled under pressure, you know, Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, you know, they were closing in, you know, just like sharks smelling blood in the water. I'm like Burrow, you know, he's the number one overall pick. I'm like, he's going to continue to develop, you know, as an NFL quarterback, and he's going to become even more comfortable going through his progressions and making the proper reads under pressure, et cetera. I just don't see it happening this week against the Browns and their imposing pass rushers. So I believe we'll see a steady dose of uh, Joe Mixon. Hines will come out on top, uh, more receptions. Jiggy, uh, do you think we're going to see the same kind of breakdown? Uh, Moody mentioned it. Like, will, will Taylor and Hines both be catching passes this week, or are, we, are they going to settle into more traditional Hines is going to be the pass-catching guy and Taylor is going to be the rushing guy? Because no, Hines we'll last week also ran. You know what I mean? Like, they were like a clone. They were clones of each other last week. After yeah, the they'll, they'll still they'll still see both. You don't need to take one off the field for the other. And the biggest thing is, you know, that's what makes Hines nice is that he's similar to Philip Lindsay is he's not essentially Tariq Cohen and giving away what you're planning. And that's likely a pass. And now Jonathan Taylor is being able to be out there in third down and not giving away that's likely a run. So, yeah, there'll be traditional roles in the fact that one is more of a pass catcher than one is more of the runner. But Neither of them just going to, it's not going to be a complete rotation where it's like short yards, first and second downs. Taylor, all passing is Hines. Where do you have these guys ranked? I, For, I mean, if we're talking flex here. I mean, I thought you were top of my head. I thought you were I didn't memorize. I'm sorry I didn't memorize all 300 of my rankings before we did the show. I would. All right. You know, I'll pull that up so I'll know that. Uh, that's, that's my bad. As, all right. So as Jonathan Taylor's 11th, and then Naeem Hines is 27th. Are we talking overall? No, running, running back. backs. Right. Running back. I don't care about overall. Put, People get way too hung up in overall. Well, you know, if someone's like, hey, do you start Hines or do no. you start no. A.J. Green in the flex spot? Yeah, and then your answer to that, as I always say, if it's close for a running back and a wide receiver, if you need the guaranteed guaranteed points, the floor is with the running back. If you need the upside, it's with the wide receiver. Wide receiver could go zero. Wide receiver could go a hundred and a touch, a two touchdowns. Look at Oda Beckham last week. That's the, that's the volatility of wide receiver. It is very volatile. Uh, let's go to number two. Eric Moody, going to start with you. Who has more total yards in week two? Looking at Adrian Peterson, Johnny Breakout for the Lions. He's facing the Packers. Johnny Breakout. Uh, well, Johnny Breakout. I mean, he's the, all right, the, the greatest. <laughs> Johnny Breakout. The only 37-year-old with a breakout. Shouldn't he be ever. like, yeah, I was going to say, shouldn't he be like, like more like Johnny Zombie? Like he's not like going oh, away? Not if, you're having, not if you're leading your team in rushing after signing with him three days before, basically. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's not a breakout. It's more the fact that he's back from the dead and won't die uh yeah but zombies are kind of brainless and they don't really you know they unless i don't like the fast i'm a slow zombie kind of guy oh so you don't Uh, like the fast crazy ones for like uh what was the (laughs) one with brad pitt like that one daisy or whatever i'm not into zombies actually but that's a different that's a different show we'll save that for the halloween show uh adrian peterson or james robinson moody who do you think is gonna have more total yards in week two I'm still kind of chuckling over the whole zombie conversation. You know, I was thinking no one brought up The Walking Dead. Wow. <laughs> we can't we can't go there. We can't. All right, that, we yeah, that'll, yeah that'll, that'll start something in Jake that we don't want. Okay. All right. No, sounds good. Don't want angry Jake, everything right? So. Yeah. Well, we do want angry Jake, just not about zombie movies. All right. So you're looking at these two, you know, Adrian Peterson, James Robinson. I'm going to go with uh, James Robinson here. One thing that's interesting, like with Adrian Peterson, I'm like, the, the guy just will not, not go away. You know, he's got the super soldier serum in him. He's, he's rocking and rolling at his age. Um, like, it's crazy. I mean, you look back to 2017, I'm like, 
AP's average 15 rushing attempts and 61 rushing yards uh, per game. But I'm leaning more towards Robinson here. He had a very good debut, you know, 62 yards on 16 attempts against the Colts, you know, also had a reception. I'm like, he's the top option at the running back position for the Jaguars and handled, you know, all their rushing attempts in week one. So it would be very surprising. And I know we talked about this last week or the week before to see Chris Thompson all of a sudden be used as like a runner in between the tackles. You know, he really excels as a receiver out of the backfield. And I think that's a role that he'll continue to have. But it really comes down when you're looking at AP and Robinson. It's really all about competition. You know, AP is competing with DeAndre Swift, carry on Johnson, you know, for, for touches. And it's just going to be like a quagmire. You're going to be pulling your hair out trying to figure out who's going to be quote unquote the guy. But uh, when you look at Robinson, you know, he does have, you know, less competition for touches and you look at the titans you know they've allowed an average of nearly 91 total yards to top running back scores over their last five games you know kind of going into last season into this season so bringing all that together that's why robinson's going to finish with more total yards than ap jakey jakey agree or disagree uh agree more so for the fact that i think swift is going to continually get worked in more and more every single you're not worried about the drop short memory no, I don't know. I just want to make sure. You know, Matt Patricia seems like a Belichickian guy who's like, no, you drop that, drop that end zone no. pass wide open. Goodbye. No, no, right. that's go. not a fumble. It's a drop. Like, hey, go buy from Swift for everybody thinking like you are. All right, I'm not. Th- no, Jake, I'm just the voice of the people. I'm the devil's advocate. That's what I'm saying. For everybody who's thinking yeah. like you are, well, go buy I'm Swift. Thinking. I'm not thinking that. I'm just making a point. Then why did you bring it up? Because people might be thinking like that. Okay, we'll go take advantage of those people then. Okay, Jake. Hey. <laughs> uh, all right, Jake, I want to start with you on this one. Who has more fantasy points this week? And this is a Superflex question. I know Superflex is growing. Uh, Baker Mayfield, who th- – this is what I'm thinking. I'm sick of the dude, and I'm done with Baker Mayfield. Or Melvin Gordon. Who has more points? Who would you stick in your Superflex? Baker Mayfield or Melvin Gordon? It said the same thing. And I'll say the same thing, and I'll continue to say the same thing. And Mike producing knows exactly what I'm about to say. Unless your All name right, so is have Nathan, Mike jump in and say it then, because uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Unless your name is Nathan Peterman, you're starting in my super flex if you're a quarterback. You always start the quarterback of the super flex. Always, 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 always. Literally every single time, no matter there who it is. Jake. There you go. Let me then, since you didn't go for the bait, will you, can you just tell us that Baker Mayfield sucks? Uh, are look, you done with it? It's not even that he's, he's just like – why are we falling into this trap again? This is supposed to be a fresh start, and it's not. That's so we made excuses. We blamed it on Freddie Kitchens. We blamed it on things just not being able to get a flow last year, not on the same page, and there was blips here of excitement, and then you know it went to crap the next week, and you know like there was reasons to believe it could be better. You know, there's a reason Baker Mayfield was thought of what he was thought of coming out of college, and people got excited to see the bright spots. He set the record, the NFL record for touchdowns for a rookie passing. So there's reasons to be excited. All that being said, week one was a, almost as bad as you could possibly get. If he doesn't look good tonight, and if you're listening to this show after Thursday, if he didn't look good against the Bengals on a short week, then yes, yeah. he there's like just jump off board, panic, light everything on fire, and run for the hills. Eric Moody, what do you think? I assume you got the same Superflex answer, but give us a little something on uh, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you something a little bit different. But uh, you know, before I do that, I'm like, this reminds me of one of those twisted, like, would you rather questions, Nando. It's like, would you rather give up cursing forever or give up ice cream for 10 years? I was like, I, I was like, Nando, look, at just this. wait, just wait till the second <laughs> half of the show. <laughs> yeah, but I, I agree with Jake and I'll kind of give some additional context to that he didn't provide. You know, I'm going with Baker Mayfield here uh, over uh, Melvin Gordon. Uh, just one thing with Mayfield, just just to echo like your conversation, is that I'm like, he's. I'm like, he, you know, just his demeanor. I'm like, I look at him, you know, as a, like a, as an ex player lineman, you know, cause I would be protecting this guy if I was fortunate enough to play in the league. It's for where he just doesn't look like a leader of men to me. Wow, all right. <laughs> he's, nice. He's kind, of, he's kind of more of like a, like a, like a joke. And it's, it's funny how that's kind of translated to what he's been able to do, like, like on the field. But I'm like, he looked rattled, you know, last week going against the, uh, the Ravens defense. And I, I'm like, if, if you're comparing him to Melvin Gordon, you know, obviously the Steelers run defense is is no joke. Uh, you know, they have locked down, you know, top fantasy running backs. And, you know, that could even happen, uh, you know, to the Browns, you know, for uh, on the Thursday night game. But it's just it's just difficult to have confidence in him uh, after that performance. Um, he did have some success, though, uh, against the Bengals defense to close out last season. 
think it was on week 17, I believe. I'm like, you finished that game with nearly 23 fantasy points. But I am leaning more towards like Mayfield here, just mainly because of Melvin Gordon's like matchup. That's right, the only fair. reason why. This is more of a Baker Mayfield question anyway. I just I threw Melvin yeah. Gordon in there because he was interesting. Um, Moody, let's stick with you. Who's going to have more passing yards this week, Tom Brady or Joe Burrow? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Brady here, you know, in a bounce-back game. I'm like, you know, Tom Brady's a, you know, competitor. I'm like, he, he doesn't doesn't like to have a bad perception, like, in the public eye. And I think he's well aware that, you know, people are not saying the, the best things about him for this week. So he's going to be, uh, he's going to be dialed in. And you know, he's going to have more, uh, you know, more passing yards than Joe Burrow. Like one thing with uh, with Brady, um, like in this bounce back game, you know, against the Panthers defense, or I don't even know if you could even call what they have a defense. But Brady's average, you know, two hundred and seventy five passing yards per game since twenty sixteen. Again, I'm very confident that he'll uh, he'll bounce back, and I think he'll end up making like a statement <laughs> against this uh, defense, just based off of what happened in that game against the Saints. And he's he's very prideful. You know, he would have preferred, you know, going against Drew Brees. You know who some may consider, you know, kind of like, like a peer, even though Brady has more Super Bowls. And he goes into the Superdome against Drew Brees and lays an egg like that on the national stage. He's going to be yeah. fired up this week. All right. I like it. I like it. Moody's getting emotional. Jakey, Jakey, <laughs> what do you think? Tom Brady or Joe Burrow? Uh, Tom Brady. Joe Burrow looked like a rookie. He looked like a scared rookie to start the game, uh, something that Emery pointed out. Uh, I mentioned it. I forget what what Emery said to you, Nod. I forget what he called it. I called it a point-and-click offense. He called it something similar. I forget what it was. But saying that if you're going to have success with Burrow, if you want to see what they did at LSU and you need to do it in the NFL, let him play in shotgun and let him sit back, find the open guy, and go. The problem is he looked scared. He was struggling to make his reads. When they started to make things fast and started doing like the no-huddle two-minute drill, he started looking better, and I think that's what they need. They need to get him back to the LSU offense and work his way into being under center more. So I will say for now, it's going to be Tom Brady, especially also in this bounce back, although I am concerned now that Godwin might be out. Um, but all that being said, I, I need to see something from Burrow. I need to see him look comfortable. He looks he looks rattled right now. Well, speaking of Emory, uh, who's the, the guy? Uh, Justin Watson could step up for Goodwin. Uh, Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller was out there. Scotty Miller's. With, he was all, guy he, anyway, though. It doesn't matter, but he was all he was out there almost as much as Godwin and Evans were in Week One. All right, uh, tell you what, let's shout out uh, Ernest. Uh, we got We got This is a good. I mean, look, I know commercials are annoying, but it's a good sign that we actually got some sponsors here because they're supporting the show. They like Jakey. They like Moody. Uh, so shout out to Ernest for uh, for I don't know helping out the show, sponsoring the show. Interest rates have hit record lows, which means it's a great time to refinance your student loans and see if you can lower your monthly payment. If you've been making the same monthly payment on your student loans for the last couple of years, odds are you could reduce your payment and save by refinancing with Earnest. Even if you've refinanced before, with today's low rate environment, most people could save by refinancing again. Checking your new rate is fast and easy to start. Complete a few questions online. It only takes two minutes. Then you'll get a personalized rate estimate without affecting your credit score. Want to change your monthly payment, combine many loans into one easy payment, or get a better rate? Earnest makes it easy. Plus, there's no origination fee for any other fees or any other fees. Plus, the internet loves earnest customer service. They're rated 9.4 out of 10 on Trustpilot. So, you can get a $100 cash bonus when you refinance a student loan with earnest.com slash throwback. Once again, you get $100 cash bonus when you refinance your student loan at earnest.com slash throwback. It's not available in all states. Visit earnest.com slash throwback for more details. Terms and conditions apply. Visit earnest.com slash licenses for a full list of licensed states. We're going to come back. I got a half more David Johnson. We got over-unders on. Frank Gore coming up. Washington's leading rusher. Who's that going to be in week two? Quick break. One more uh, sponsor note. We'll be right back. This is the Athletics Shield Kapadia here to tell you about Liquid IV. Nobody likes to feel dehydrated. Maybe you get a little bit of a headache, dry mouth. You just don't feel like yourself. But believe it or not, dehydration still occurs daily in three out of four people. With Liquid IV, you have the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. Each serving helps you get as much hydration as two to three bottles of water. Maybe you use it after a really intense workout. Maybe you went out socially distanced with friends and had a couple extra beers the night before. That's where Liquid IV comes in. It is healthier than those sugary sports drinks, no artificial flavors or preservatives, and less sugar than an apple. Plus, it contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. And Liquid IV is on a mission to change the world. 
Liquid IV is donating 3.7 million servings in response to COVID-19. Products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active military. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Costco and Target, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code ATHLETIC at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code ATHLETIC at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code ATHLETIC. Okay, we're back, and these are prompts. Say hello when I say your name, Jake Seeley. Hey. And Eric Moody. <laughs> How's everybody doing? All right, let's get back to this. Uh, At least I so said my name. I get an extra bonus point. I don't know what that means. You are said say your name. I said say hello when I say your name. Oh, whatever. It's very strange that you heard it that way, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I make you say your name? I thought we were about to play a game. We are. It's like we're well, in school. I don't know if we're going to get back. I don't think we're going to be able to do this. But look, we got some good overrun. We got some good talk. You guys have agreed on a lot of stuff so far. You've only departed on AJ Green and Naheem Hines. Does that upset uh, you? No, I just want to let you know, like, if you're playing this game strategically, you're only separated on one. So I guess it's not bad. If you're both having the same answer, that's helping people make decisions. Let's get on. Over under David Johnson, total yards. I got him at 88 Point five, Jiggy Jiggy. Oh, well, I, th- I thought we were going back to Moody again. You love going back to Moody. Well, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, Moody doesn't complain when we don't go to him first. <laughs> I never so. complain. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> never heard you complain before. Ever. Uh, I will say, whew, this is a tough one. It's the Ravens. I'm going to say slightly over. I think he still keep, keeps getting involved enough in the passing game. And the secondary, the Ravens are going to be able to do enough with, like, Cooks still doesn't look 100%, even though we always were concerned about the concussion. It sounds like it might be, like, a leg issue now. I think they're going to need David Johnson if they're going to stay close in this game. Moody, what do you think? Yeah, I'm taking it over here. I'm like, you look at Johnson, you know, last week, you know, 109 total yards, you know, against the Chiefs. Now, he only had 14 touches, but you look at Duke Johnson, you know, with that uh, ankle injury and his situation. I mean, it seems like he's trending towards, you know, missing this game against the Ravens, which is projected to be a high-scoring game, you know, Vegas odds or whatnot. Um, To Jake's point, you know, Baltimore's defense, you know, they, they are very capable. You know, but they have allowed like an average of 84 total yards per game, you know, the top running back scores over its last five. So I do like uh, DJ on the over with the total yards. All right. We got a couple overs. Let's move on to Frank Gore. Uh, So I guess it's still technically unclear. I don't think I don't think Le'Veon Bell's been officially declared out. uh, But my head's a jumbled mess at this point with who's out and who's in and who's official and who's not. But I don't think they've officially declared him out yet. So um, we're going to couch this one with if Le'Veon Bell is out. Over-under fantasy points in a standard league for Frank Gore, 10.5. So that's basically 40 yards and a touchdown. Um, Eric Moody, I mean, you can get it some other ways, obviously, but 40 yards and a touchdown gets you 10, 10 points. Well, 40, no, actually it doesn't. 45 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. Basically you need to get to 11 points. 50 yards and a touchdown. Eric Moody, what do you think? So he, he basically needs a touchdown. So <laughs> I'm taking well, not, if he rushes, not if he rushes for 110 yards. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen here. I'm taking, I'm taking the under. Um, you know, you think about the 49ers, their defensive fronts. I don't think they're going to have any problems putting the, the the clamps or lockdown on the Jets, like running game or lack thereof, I would say. <laughs> uh, I think San Francisco, you know, they're well positioned to bounce back in this game. Uh, I think it comes down to for Jimmy G, you know, if George Kittle's back, you know, if he's healthy, you know, they've got a ton of receivers that are banged up. They got Muhammad Sanu that they brought in. Uh, he doesn't really have much to leverage there, especially if Kittle is out or very, very limited. But I just kind of view this as one of those games where the, the 49ers are really going to grind it out, you know, with the running game, I think, which is going to dramatically reduce like the Jets, like time of possession, you know, number of plays and really scoring opportunities. So that's why I'm taking the uh, the under on the Frank Gore uh, standard league stat line or fantasy point line. Jakey, Jakey, you're Frank Gore's biggest cheerleader. Uh, <laughs> no. I, just, I just penciled you in for the over already. Uh, no, uh, and I thought you were going to ask me why I. Ch- I thought you were going to ask me why I chuckled, and that's. Like, I just that's assumed seemed- you would explain it without having to be asked. Yeah, that's just because if Futurama fans out there, give them the clamps. If everybody, give them the clamps. Uh, so in any case, any no uh, Futurama sorry, Moody, fans. Did, wait, did Moody make that reference, and you understood it, or did you just? I don't, I don't know if it was a reference or not. That's why I'm asking. 
Yeah, I uh, surprisingly, I've, I've actually never seen like Futurama. Ah, I was just thinking so like clamps, a or, clamps or lockdown. So yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I made, I made the reference. <laughs> no, whatever. Shut up. <laughs> I'll have to watch it. Is it on like Netflix or something or uh, Hula? Uh, What's it's it on, on HBO HBO Max. Okay, yeah, I got that because of the AT and T deal. All right, I'll, I'll have to change think, that and watch I it. Can't have HBO Jake Max. talk bad about me. I don't know. <laughs> It's on something. You can go watch it. It's on something. It's on something somewhere where you can watch all the episodes. Anyway, I'm taking the under because, Nando, you could have said blank running back, and I'm going to take the under because this Jets offense is miserable, and I don't think Frank Gore is going to save him. And some super deep leagues, I'm not even that big of a Josh Adams fan, but I grabbed Adams for the upside in case he surprises us. And then it sounds like they keep going back and forth by the day that like Pirine or Pirine, maybe Pirine, maybe not like who knows? He might be back. And if all three of them are back there, I don't know. The Frank Gore is going to like even touch the ball 20 times. So no, it's so strange. Oh, wait, Le'Veon Bell's on IR. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. When did that happen? Yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See what happened, Jakey? I wrote this before that happened. I just I just went to look at the depth chart. Uh, he's got the little IR next to his name. All right, yeah. so Frank Gore is going to play. There we go. Why didn't you guys stop me when I was trying to couch it? Thanks, friends. Appreciate <laughs> we like that. To, we like to see <laughs> you go down in a ball of flames. <laughs> oh, you know what? Fine. I thought you were about bad. to drop. I thought you were about to pat mail f bomb us. <laughs> I would never. I wouldn't do that to Beller. That's that's why, Jake. Okay. Uh, let's move on to Washington's leading rusher in week two. I don't know who's even for. I'm so flustered by Le'Veon Bill on the IR. I don't want to go on. <laughs> Let's start with Jake. Jake, who's Washington's leading rusher going to be in week two? Mm, it's going to be Antonio Gibson. Uh, like the Peyton Barber, 1.7 yards per carry. By the way, half yeah, his games last. He got last, a lot of carries. Uh, yeah, and that it took him that many carries to get nothing. He got seven or eight games last year where he couldn't even get three yards per carry, and he actually had back-to-back weeks where he hit 1.7 last year. I don't know what Peyton Barber – like. I don't know if he's the best locker room presence in the history of football – or whatever he's done to be able to continue to get these opportunities and continue to trick coaches to give him this many rushing up attempts. But whatever it is, kudos Peyton Barber. But the fact is, it's Antonio Gibson. And the mere fact that you can give Antonio Gibson half the carries, and I still would take him over Peyton Barber. What do you think, Moody? You know, Jake convinced me. Uh, he convinced me last week. That that Peyton Barber truly does have like files on multiple players, <laughs> multiple coaches, and he's using it for leverage for rushing attempts. If something doesn't go right for him, you know he, he he's going to be um, what was the movie like uh, like with Tupac Shakur and uh, Omar Epps like in Juice. He's going to be hanging out at the locker if something doesn't go go his way. <laughs> so I'm like you know you look at Barber. I'm like he played like more snaps and and out touched uh, you know Antonio Gibson like last week. I see that trend, you know, continuing like in the short term uh, with Gibson as the season goes on, getting more opportunities, which I think creates a, a pretty good, uh, I guess, potential buy low window for Gibson for those that were hyped, you know, for his week one performance and then let down after what happened. So I'm going to go with uh, Peyton Barber again on this one. I don't like it, but, you know, I think this is going to end up happening. <laughs> I like this. All right. See, thank you. Maybe Peyton Barber has one of those games. Who knows? Uh, number eight. Who has more yards, Noah Fant or TJ Hawkinson, Eric Moody? So, Jake, is, is your nickname for Ho- Hawkinson the Hawk? Did you come up with that? No, I mean, I abbreviated a lot, and then people got mad for some reason. I don't know why they're getting mad about that. I called I, I, I thought, I thought it was. I thought it was a good name. I'll just call him the Hawk. So, no, you know, Hawkinson, like, ho- like the Hulk. Hawkinson. That's why. That's, okay. Yeah. All right. All right Jake, so just let Moody have his nickname, man. I mean, why do you have to? Push yours on everybody. I mean, you can choose a different one if you really want. I mean, I'm just Hawk. telling you that's what I was going with. I mean, he asked me what my nickname was. So. Yeah, I, I thought that I thought that Jake came up with that. I just know with my with my uh, with my uh, southern drawl, I'm probably going to butcher his name. So, <laughs> so if it, if, it, if it comes out kind of funky, then you know I'll, I'll blame it on the uh, the Alabama, you know, Texas, Louisiana life. But um, I do see Hawkinson finishing with more yards. I'm like, he thrived like in week one. Like he caught all five of his targets, you know, for 56 yards and a touch. And uh, he was able to, to do work, you know, despite facing a lot of double teams. I'm like, they knew he had to be involved with Galladay being out. I'm like, he, he thrived. So I, I think he'll continue to be leaned on heavily uh, against the Packers this week. I just see that game, you know, being uh, being a shootout. So I think Hawkinson will be, you know, very successful. So we'll kind of wait to see what's going to happen with Galladay. But I think he'll be actively involved. So I'm taking the, the over. For, the Hawk for Moody. The Hawk, yeah. More <laughs> yards, I'm saying, over Noah Fan. 
All right, sir. <laughs> Noah Fant or or TJ Hulkinson? I'll, I'll take Hulkinson because it sounds like Galladay is more questionable than Sutton is, and that's really what it comes down to. Last one. I don't know if we're going to have time to get into the weird stuff, but maybe. Maybe we can get a couple. Who has more receiving yards? JG, JG, Traquan Smith or Christian Kirk? Apparently, I'm going down with the Traquan Smith this week. Is I don't understand. Like Everybody wants to hate on the guy like he's the first young player to ever not be able to produce in the first or second year and things haven't gone exactly right and there's been other options in this team where it was like oh well he sucks like all right well Devontae Parker took four years to be good like let's relax a little bit he ran more routes than Sanders last week and I don't Sanders is their number one but I don't know why everybody just wants to dismiss Traquan Smith like he's not going to be involved I'll take him and I'll take him as definitely more than the number two as we just saw last week Christian Kirk I mean there essentially might be like the third, like the number two wide receiver is essentially the third option because number one and number two is Hopkins. Jake, I actually sorted uh, your rankings because we're going to do a video later. Uh, Jakey versus the ECR and Fantasy Pros. And you had Deontay Harris ranked. Uh, your your ranking was very, very distant from the expert consensus rank. I think you were like 60 away on the high side. Yeah, because so you're, he's you're the also number Deontay three. Harris guy? I know, I'm just no, saying. Like just, it was, no one's talking about him, but you have him pretty uh, high. Yeah, because he's the third wide receiver, and it could even be him that gets involved. And if you ever, if you watched last week's game, you did see Deontay Harris a few times and see how quick he is, and that's why they involved him, and that's why he was on the roster in the uh, special teams in a return game, and that's why they kept him out there. Is the little, uh, the the cliche lightning bug out there? That's cliche. Yeah, there always like anybody who wants to, like the jittery fast lightning bug. Everybody always wants to say that crap. I've never heard that before. That's like Hulkinson. I think you're making <laughs> I stuff said, up. I never said Hulkinson was common. Moody, what do you think? Traquan Smith or Christian Kirk? Who's gonna Who's gonna have more receiving yards? Yeah, week? I'm going with uh, I'm going with Kirk here. Uh, I know Kirk's five targets. You know that he had in Week One. You know, tied for the second most targets on the team behind exactly. Fitzgerald and Edmonds. You know, five targets. I'm like, my goodness, because Hopkins was the monster in that game. But I think something else that's worth noting is that Kirk collected over 35 percent of the team's uh, air yards. So I do believe that better days uh, are ahead. So I'm going with Kirk over Smith. All right. All right, we got it in the vault. Let's sound effect into the vault. <laughs> that's, that's me uh, walking over to the vault, I guess. And uh, there's, the, there's the vault being closed. All right. Uh, I got a thing called difficult decisions. We got about, I think, about 10 minutes or so, 15. Jake, you got to be out of here at 11, right? Yeah, I got 15 minutes. All right. Uh, this is called difficult decisions. I'm going to give you three choices. You have to pick the one that you want, and none of them are very pleasant. So let's go. Jake <laughs> Seeley, sure, are you ready? I'm Response sure there's required. Gonna be, is there going to be poop involved? There better be. Jake, you know, I sent you a copy of the rundown, so you should know this. No, I don't want to look ahead. I saw that there was a game. I don't want to look ahead for this one. This is fun right, without like knowing that. what the options are. All right. Moody, are you ready? Response required. Oh, I'm ready. All right. Let's do it. Here we go. Moody, I'm going to let you go first. Number one, you have to start Frank Gore at running back on all of your teams. Door number two. You have to start Rex Burkhead at running back on all of your teams. Door number three, your body can only create hard boogers, and every morning someone walks up to you and squeezes your nose. Which one of those three do you choose? I'm going with option B, you know, because Rex right. Burkhead has finished as an <laughs> RB3 or better in 69% of his active games since joining the Patriots back in 2017. So that's at least, you know, nine PPR fantasy points per game. And, and who knows? You know, he may even surprise you with one of those crazy, you know, 10 rushing attempts you know, for 50 yards, three touchdown type of game. So I'm going with Burkhead. It's the Patriots, right? Yeah. It's the Patriots. It's, yeah. Jiggy, jiggy. Am I allowed to ask you a question on this one? Uh, I mean, this is typical. Uh, yes, we built in time for that because it's Jake. <laughs> for, the, the, for the boogers, do you have to create the boogers or are those the only ones you can create? No, your body only creates hard boogers. I know. And they but fill they... up your nose every morning. Okay, so if they fill up your nose, that's my question, because I never wake up with anything in my nose in the morning. All right, let me, let me clarify this further, Jake. No, you cannot blow your nose before the person comes to squeeze it. No, I didn't even say blow my nose. I wake up with a very clean nose, so that's why I was asking. So then I would, uh, I think I would choose Burkhead, too. I would just rather shoot for the ceiling than the boredom of Frank Gore. I already trashed Frank Gore in this backfield earlier, so I'll take Burkhead. All right, let's go to the next one. Jakey, Jakey, you can lead. Yeah. First one. Every week in your flex, you have to start Jake's 120th ranked player. Overall? Overall. Okay. Second, every week at quarterback, you have to start Jake's 30th ranked quarterback. 
Or anytime you drink something sweet, it tastes like there's just not enough sugar in it. Every single time. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a sweet tooth, so that's not happening. I'm looking at 120th, and maybe you should have dug a little bit deeper because I feel okay about 120th. I'm looking at Randall Cobb, Mike Kosecki, Logan Thomas, Latavius Murray. I'll definitely I'll start I'll start those guys. Who's your 30th ranked quarterback? Because I mean that's still a starter. I mean it's still a starter, but this week it's Drew Locke. All right. So you'd rather nope. have Latavius Murray as your flex yes. than Drew Locke as your quarterback. Or even Gasecki, a tight end. I'd even take Gasecki as a flex. Or Logan Thomas. I'm surprised you didn't focus on the fact that I love Logan Thomas. Uh, I don't know. Do you want me to? No, you can move along. I've already ranted and raved about him last week and this week enough. Yeah, Jake, this show is part of a longer week of shows. We're not just a standalone Thursday show. You, you know, you'd be surprised how many people only listen to one of the shows. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I hope they're listening to ours. That's why I always prefer, like, on other shows, I'm like, I don't remember which one I said this on, but apparently people didn't listen to that one. I'm not being like, oh, you should have listened to every damn show we do. But, like, you know. But silent like, you are. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric Moody, what do you think? Uh, that Latavius Murray area guy or uh, Drew Locke at quarterback? Yeah, yeah, definitely going with the uh, Latavius uh, Murray uh, area guy, you know, for Jake's 120th uh, ranked player. You got you got some uh, got some really good options there that could uh, exceed expectations. All right, I like it, uh, Jake. I also noticed. Oh man, brain fart time because I want to say Vernon Davis, who's the Washington tight end who's always hurt. Always hurt. Starting, Jordan, Jordan starting Reed. Yeah, Jordan Reed. He was pretty high up in the Jake versus consensus rankings, which I found well, surprising. It's, it's just because Kittle's banged up. That's more right. Of, but I mean, I thought everyone would have pushed him up because of that. Mm, I think it's just more of if Kittle play, like if he can, he's going to play. And I think that's what it comes down to. Difficult decision number three, Jakey Jakey. This, this might take a second, so I'll g- give you guys a chance to let it settle in. No, it's, it's, yeah, I went first what? last time. Okay. Wow, what a gentleman. Moody, <laughs> you have to start three Jets in your lineup every week. Choice B, you have to start three Patriots in your lineup every week. Choice C, you can never have an egg with a runny yolk again. Yeah. So no dipping, no stirring. Yeah. It's always going to be hard. Going with C on that one. I'm not a big fan of eggs with uh, runny yolk. I'm more of a soft scrambled eggs uh, kind of guy. So uh, I'd rather go without that than have to worry about having three Jets or three Patriots in my lineups. Okay, we'll tell you what. Let's, let's just whittle it down to the other two choices. <laughs> Which I find it interesting that like the Patriots good team, you know, usually. But, I mean, when you're trying to build a lineup of three Patriots, it's kind of like Cam Newton and then what? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Just. Just in, in that scenario, and if you were forcing me to choose between those two, I, I would go with the Patriots because you know I'd rather have Cam Newton in my starting lineup than Sam Darnold. So you got Cam Newton, and you could build you know some kind of matchup based pieces around uh, him in a lineup. So if I were isolated with those two, that's what I'm doing. All right, Jakey, Jakey. If Le'Veon Bell hadn't hit the IR, I would actually have said the Jets because I would feel more comfortable about risking Chris Herndon in the tight end position. So that's not the case. So I will go with the Patriots because, um, you know, I'm all over Cam Newton and Julian Edelman, and I can figure out the third, whether it's Burkhead or Nikhil Harry or some, you know, if I really gritted my teeth, Sonny Michelle. But that's an easy two right there. All right. Uh, number three is wild card. Uh, here's the fourth <laughs> one, difficult decision. Jake, your turn, I believe. Your entire lineup has to lock on Wednesday and can only be comprised of questionable players. <laughs> your second choice, your entire lineup has to be made up of rookies. Third, every time you're nice to someone at a checkout, you hear them say that guy was super creepy as you walk away every single time. That Even happens just, anyway. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, it is. Uh, uh, I will take rookies. Think, I'll take rookies. Yeah, are, are there I, enough? I, I think you could. I, th- I think there are enough. I mean, if you look at Clyde Edwards-Hilaire right at the top, and then you get Jonathan Taylor, right. so your running backs are done. Your running backs are actually pretty amazing. And right. then I think you can make up for the rest with the situation. If you're looking at the wide receivers, you could probably, like, I feel good about Rager at this point as he's getting healthier. Right, Rager uh, and Ruggs. Yeah, of course, Ruggs. I don't love Brian Edwards, but you can put a LaVisca Chenault in there. Tight end is pretty much a crap hole, but, you know, oh, well. I mean, for what you've already got at running back, and then, you know, the obvious one is Joe Burrow at quarterback. It's not great, but it's better than I, – I couldn't do the questionable on Wednesday locking that because the way things are going this year – I mean, last week it was the Cortland Sutton thing all the way, and it's like, oh, we're going to try and make him play, and then completely out. Same thing with Galladay. Parker today is limited again, so yeah, I, could, I couldn't mess with that. You'd probably have, like, three empty spots. 
stuff. Yeah, I mean, you might. That's but you might have better players. You know what I mean? You're not just trapped because so many guys are questionable. Anyway, Moody, what do you think? You know, I'm going with a, a lineup that locks on Wednesday and that can only be comprised of questionable players. I'm like the the NFL like injury kind of designation is it, it's like a joke. You know, a lot of the coaches are trying to kind of have a little gamesmanship where it's like, you know, I'm going to have this guy questionable for the week and then he's ready to go. It's it's almost like this. It's like it's like, hey, you know, Nando, Jake, how you guys feeling? You know, coach, uh, I'm a little sore. You know what? You're questionable. I'm like, it, it, yeah. it's ridiculous. So I'm, I'm going to go with that. You can build a pretty good lineup of players that are questionable. And I just encourage our listeners, go look and see which players across all the NFL teams are questionable. You'd be very surprised. Uh, let's go to the last one. Uh, Moody, I'll let you lead on this one. Right. This is just a little last it, then we'll, we'll finish off the show. By the way, theathletic.com slash fantasy football pod. If you like what you're hearing, uh, you can get it for a dollar a month. Special special discount for everyone listening uh, to the show. Maybe on iTunes, maybe you're on Spotify. Theathletic.com slash fantasy football pod will get you the athletic for a dollar a month. You can read Jakey's stuff. Moody has a really good uh, under the radar this week with some fringe players where he sings the praises of Derek Carr. Who knew? <laughs> Derek Carr guy. All right, you ready, Moody? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. For the rest of your career, you are the number one accuracy ranker for quarterbacks, but don't crack the top 40 for any other position. Choice two, you discover the formula to perfectly predict kicker performance. <laughs> Choice three, everyone who asks you a fantasy question then has a follow-up. Is this, like, specifically designed for me? Like, oh, anyway, go ahead, Moody. <laughs> I don't know what that means, Jake. Jake, Jake yes, you do. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking that, too. I was like, wow, that's, that's well played. That's well, that's well played, Nando. You, you, you're thinking ahead. But uh, I, would go with, uh, I, I would go with A on this one just to be the number one accuracy ranker you know, for quarterbacks because I'm, I'm very entrepreneurial in nature. And so I was just thinking, it's a, it's a lot that I could uh, leverage with that. And then you're thinking of like prop bets, you know, just kind of rankings, you know, it's, it's all sorts of things. You could be the the QB fantasy whisperer. You know, you could have a, you know, a podcast, you know, your own, you know, column. So it's all sorts of fun, fun things that I could do with that. So that, that's my, that's my choice. I like that. I like that, Moody. Jakey, Jakey. Yeah, I couldn't do that one. Uh, not to, this isn't throwing shade at Moody's answer because it's a very intelligent answer, but the fact that like being top 10 at running back and wide receiver for my career is not like, Oh, look at me. I'd rather do that. That's a, those are tougher positions yeah. than quarterback quarterback. So super flat that an extra one point can move you five or 10 spots. We say this every single year. So I would not want to do the service for the running back and wide receivers. Although tight end that, that's, you could be outside the top 40. I don't care. That's so <laughs> ridiculous every single week. And then you had to throw yeah, the but Moody's, Moody's a millionaire now. That's so. Uh, you're telling me I can't make a million bucks over being top ten at running back and wide receiver every single week? I, mean, I don't know. Aren't you already? <laughs> I'm not a millionaire though. <laughs> so. I don't know. But like the the just the in lights, like the number one QB ranker for 22 years in a row, Eric Moody. Hey, right? sure. I mean, I said I get right, it. Anyway, I just, but I I wasn't I thinking in the you. betting ways. I'm thinking about what we're doing for fantasy, and not so much betting right now. That's why I said it was an intelligent answer. I told like I, I gave know. him credit for that. <laughs> The kicker, of course, I hate you. And then the fantasy question with a follow-up, I also hate you. <laughs> you did that Jake, on purpose. No, I didn't because I, everyone gets those. You know, like, oh, should I do LaVisca Chenault or uh, A.J. Green? Well, I think Green's, oh, but what about Chenault against? Uh, I'm like, <laughs> no, see, this is what I was thinking, Nando. is even worse is the ones where it's like, you know, should I make this trade? Nah, I don't like this. Well, what if I told you that I had whatever? Like, include the yeah. information from the jump off. Like, stop. Like, why are you hanging on to extra information and be like, well, what if I told you this? Like, then tell me that up front. And that's why C aggravates the living hell out of me. So I can't believe I said this, and this is going to be now put permanently on record, but I would take the perfect predicting kicker performance. <laughs> Look at that, Jake. Well, you know what? No, you've always said you don't like the kickers because they can't be predicted. But now if you found a way to predict kickers, it makes sense, right? I think so, and that's why I'm going with it as much as I, I scratch this from the record. This episode doesn't exist. Put it in the vault. Oh, come on. Hey, hey guys. Shoot, I, it I off wanna, the, shoot it off the space. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interject with something that's funny while I was thinking about uh, you know, my response to that question. You get a kick out of this. You remember that, uh, that movie from back in uh, 2005, Two for the Money? You remember that movie? I don't. Uh, was that, no, was that like the, the kind of sequel to the Paul Newman pool movie? And it's kind of some parallels, but it's with um, Matthew McConaughey, Al Pacino, where he's kind of the, the sports betting guy. 
I just I don't I just always rem- I don't remember I just that. always remember the line where McConaughey came <laughs> on. It was it's so cheesy and over the top. I love it. It's just like, all right, it's John Anthony here, the million dollar man with the billion dollar plan from Wall Street to Tokyo to Hollywood. All your big money is gonna stay in play with me. You know those type of guys. <laughs> <laughs> So it made me made me think about that. You could be that kind of a, a guru, but I do agree with uh, with Jake though. And if you put running back or wide receiver on there for accuracy, I take that all day because those are very very tough positions. But anyway, I digress. My apologies, guys. No, please do, <laughs> apologize for what. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that was the game. Maybe we'll do that again sometime. I appreciate how Jake didn't try and skirt the rules. That was nice, except for the first one. I just asked for clarification on the first one. I wasn't skirting the rules. All right. I mean, what would I had to clarify for you to pick that? The fact that you it doesn't say you absolutely have to wake up with boogers in your nose. <laughs> okay. So if someone so if you don't have them, someone honks your nose and it's it doesn't empty, bo- yeah. you're fine. No, I'd actually I have trouble waking up in the morning anyway. That would definitely get me out of bed. Yeah. Well, that's not how they wake you up. I was thinking you walk down the street and just <laughs> some guy in a suit comes by with a top hat. And honks your nose. Why is it a top hat? You said every morning somebody walk. Oh, walks up to you. Oh. Yeah. All right. Strange. You read it as someone, you know, someone in bed with you, rolling over and honking <laughs> your nose, and then disappearing. I'm sorry. I read. I'm sorry. I'm super tired already through week two, and I thought it said wakes you up. I'm hey, sorry. It's all right, Jake. Wait. Wait till the next time we do it. I'll put something sexual in there. <laughs> no, you didn't even have anything with poop. I'm. So, I'm highly disappointed in you, Nando. Uh, Jake, you know people have to mature. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you have to mature we you all get grow. poop involved every chance you can and you didn't have you said it 18 like times now i haven't said it once so i know moody he had like one like when he used to play this game back in the day there was always like there was one where like every time you walk down the street you squish poop in your shoe wow i've got a couple of takeaways you know i'm thinking okay top hat you know beware the top hat and I'm, now I'm going to be aware when I wake up, like, do I have boogers in my nose? So, so Nanda, you've given me a lot of good takeaways, you know, from this, uh, from this pod. <laughs> okay, great. On that note. You know, I'm just like, I'm going to see a guy with a top hat. I'm going to turn around and, like, run the other direction. You know, I'm telling you. <laughs> He'll find you. It's like the Matrix. <laughs> there are 18 of them all over the place. All right. On that note, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we hope this is helpful. I think it was. Uh, we got some good information out there. Moody and Jakey agreeing on a lot of stuff, actually. Um, Washington's leading rusher in week two is going to be very interesting to see how that turns out, though. Antonio Gibson versus Peyton Barmer uh, versus an active Bryce Love. There we go. Anyway, thanks for joining us. Shout out Beller, the producer. He popped in. That was cool. Uh, Good luck. Godspeed. Enjoy the game tonight, and we'll see you next week. We'll be right back.